Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Encroachment. Oh, the my Post vibes. Vegas Blues episode. <laughs> vibes are so off. Like, I'm not. Vibes are dead. I'm still suffering from the Festa flu. I am on all kinds of fucking NyQuil. I've had three glasses of white Zinfandel. You have? Oh, I no. Have. I'm You're not gonna... supposed to mix those I'm things. literally going to die from liver failure tonight, and it's okay. I'm fine with it. I've made my peace with this world, and I'm okay. <laughs> That's stressful. It is. But you know what's more stressful? I fucking marinated this salmon last night. This <laughs> amazing jerk marinade. I was ready to go. I had my wild rice ready. Like, all things going good. Mm-hmm. I'm cooking. My aunt calls me. Talk about some fucking bullshit about my little Talia's running a some kind of walk for some shit. And she's like, I need you to donate money. So I'm running my mouth talking to her. Turn around, my salmon is cooked well done. And there's nothing worse no, than well done. It wasn't overcooked. It was just like just enough where it's like, oh, this is like what, this is how I know how Trump eats his salmon. And I'm disappointed. <laughs> With some ketchup? With some fucking ketchup on the side. Like, I feel like I needed ketchup and fries, not... <laughs> the perfect garlic green beans and wild rice I had made. But whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm nourished, I'm fed, That's and good. I'm here to record. I'm not really here. I'm not even, like, mentally present in my own life, so I don't even know. I'm so out of it. I'm so tired. I'm just trying to, like, get it together. Well, let's start with the news, then get to get some news. Who do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about this week? Um, so I got to watch another game on the plane home from Vegas on Monday night. Mm, yes, that so was again, Steelers. Steelers and uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna like reiterate that is the move. I put this old man in my aisle on to like, it is the way to travel. Like, book all your flights on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday because and with Southwest just... and with that free live TV. And I got another me. free drink. Like, it was. I love Southwest again. Although I need to, I'm scared. Like, I need to stop announcing these free drinks I keep getting because I don't want it to stop. I need you to acknowledge your white female privilege <laughs> that's giving you these free I drinks. I know. I just I thought about that. Don't act like every old niggas getting on the fucking Southwest Airlines getting free drinks. So that's not how it goes. I didn't get a free did drink we get on my Southwest flight. Did we fly Southwest when we came back from St. Croix and that lady gave us like three free rounds of gin? <sighs> Oh, the Tango, the Bombay Sapphire. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was JetBlue for some reason. Okay. I think sometimes, though, that the flight attendants just stop giving a fuck. And I think that... I wouldn't give a fuck. I'm not I paid wouldn't... enough to give a fuck. <laughs> I kind of realized that I... Because I, I just I just got a Bailey's and coffee because I was struggling to be alive on that plane ride home. And I, I don't... I kind of knew the guy wasn't going to charge me because he just brought me the coffee and he put a lid on it and he didn't put a lid on anybody else's and he like snuck like the little bottle of Bailey's out of his apron and like handed it to me. It was a little shady, but I was here for it. Was he cute? <laughs> um, it sounds like you wouldn't have busted wide open if it wasn't cute enough. No. Busted wide open for a shot of Bailey's? No, not for anyone. Look, I've done it for worse. Let's be honest. <laughs> there has to be some more. I've done that shit for free, unfortunately. Jesus Christ. I mean, haven't we all? Haven't we all? Stop giving away the fucking pussy for free, guys. That's the lesson <laughs> for this week. Don't do it. Anyway, back to this game. <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> oh, no. 
But yeah, it was it was really it was a really great game. I was blessed to watch two very very interesting games on it Thursday and Monday. Into a great game. I mean, I thought it was it was good. Well, not good, but there were like a quarter and a half, two quarters in the middle where like Tampa Bay was flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was ex- it was an exciting game. While the the game on Thursday, the Cleveland game, it was very slow in the beginning because it was a defensive game. This game was all off. <laughs> this game was like interception, touchdown, inter- like it was just like constant shit going on, like all the time. Um, yeah, it was, it was, and then you know, Fitz still has a little bit of that magic, even though he did contribute to them losing. But he also, they also came back, like that was, it was just really, it was a really fun game to watch. I mean, I don't think Jameis Winston would have won in that game, so I definitely I'm, not. I don't blame that on him, so. <laughs> To even come back, like, and like the and Pitt, or yeah, Pittsburgh defense just like that crazy like, um, when he I think he didn't even f- put his hand up to hit the ball. I think the ball like hit his helmet or something like the defender like to lead to one of the interceptions. Like it was just kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, oh, I didn't research anything on James Connor. He had cancer. I kept yeah, he that. had cancer a couple of years ago though. Like I hate I, that they're so hyping. I'm like okay. He was already recovered by 2016. Like, he spent a year behind the yeah. bell without cancer. So, like, yes, he's a survivor. Great. But, like, we don't need to talk about it every single fucking game. I think Hodgkin's lymphoma or not Hodgkin's? What are some of those? It's it's the, de- I think it's the one that's like, has the high um, survival rate. Like, I don't think it's... <laughs> it's. I think it's the one that Michael C. Hall had, where I was, like, I was yeah. panicked for, like, five minutes. And I was like, oh, no, he's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which is not that I don't want to like minimize cancer or whatever, but even he has said that he doesn't want to be like talk. He doesn't want that to be what's talked about all the time. Yeah. In the field. So I think that the commentators are doing him a disservice because every single game I've watched him play, they bring that up it, like, yeah. three or four times. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I believe he wants to move on. Did you see the stiff arm? There's some. I Yo, mean, that Vince McDonald 75 yards. McDonald's stiff arm was. Stiff arm was that was a big boy move. Right. I, the, I, right. If I was that defensive back, I would probably retire because I think I've given oh, up. Oh, Vontae Davis? Vontae, <laughs> da- yeah, I would get up. Okay. That would was the it. end of Let's my career. <laughs> Thank you, Vance McDonald. You show me that I'm not made for this fucking game, and it's a wrap. <laughs> Do you remember the meme I showed you that the Bills have to like thank Vontae Davis because they were the one holding their team? The I, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm just ready for the Bills to start sucking ass again because everyone's like, <laughs> speaking of the Bills, that's the game I want to talk about this week because I, it's like, have you ever seen like someone just getting their ass beat so bad and you're like, throw in the flat, like just make it stop. Like, please, like, please end mm-hmm. this right now. Mm-hmm. I was so embarrassed for my baby's Kirk Cousins and Stefan Diggs that I don't even know what to what to really say i there were like three fumbles by like the third quarter i just it was a hot mess they got demolished at home after doing so well to give in a row they didn't even make it past the what 50 yard line for like two, hmm. three qu- like it was it was insane it was it was i've n- i don't think i've ever seen football played that poorly in my life i think i can i think i can say that confidently Maybe Nathan Peterman's five touch the interceptions, but he came in like in relief. That was not the starting quarterback on like a team that's like a favorite to be this in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I just, and we spent so much, well, I spent so much time hyping them up last week that I just really felt like it was a personal slap in the face. And (laughs) I can take that from Stefan Diggs as long as he slapped me with what we all know I want him to slap me with. But oh my God. Kirk, I just, you know, I just, I need you to be better. I need, I stand too hard for you for you to be this bad. And that's just what it is. Well, and the lovely lovely words of Tredavious White. You like that, don't you? Stop! He did not say that. <laughs> yes, he did, Tredavious White, on the way to the locker room. When he yelled to all of the press, you like that. Yes. Hilarious. Funny oh, as shit. No. Fuck her cousins. I don't care. I'm glad that he didn't do well. Everyone was on his dick about how, like, the Redskins screwed him over. And I yes, mean, we did. But did. Yes, we did. But He's still, still like, better than Alex Smith. He, but look, Alex Smith hasn't done this shit yet on our team. I mean, he didn't like. Look, I'm just saying. I think that, that at the good, end of a 16 game moment, season, that pause moment is all I need. To I'm say ready because... at the end of this 16 That's game fine. season to compare these numbers, and I get. I bet you. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Fuck Kirk. I am happy that they lost. I am a hater. I do not I'm care. glad we decided that Kirk Cousins is your Aaron Rodgers, and I don't feel alone now. I just, I mean, but Kirk is nowhere near as good as Aaron Rodgers. We're but just, Kirk is actually more likable as a person than Aaron Rodgers, so I don't understand why you, like, don't I love like Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is likable as a person. He's a fucking douche. <laughs> We're also comparing two different calibers of players. Brady versus Aaron and Alex Smith versus Kirk. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> As like, usual, it's I'm like at Harvard the, versus I'm PG Community bitch College. Like, it's like really bad. <laughs> and I'm in PG Community College and you're at Harvard. Stressful. Stressful. Uh, it is what it is. I'm so sad. Anyway. Well, we said we're only doing one game from now on, so that's the news. Yes, for the but week. there was there was an interesting fact that I ran across today that um, currently right now, um, that the way that the entire standings and all the NFL they are perfectly symmetrical. What do you mean? So there are three teams that are three and zero. Not us. <laughs> The fucking Miami Dolphins are three and zero, oh, and I yes, like I, I don't even know what to do with that. The Rams and the Dolphins. The Rams deserve it. Who else? Uh, Kansas City. The Rams are going to be the fucking Super Bowl this year. I'm here then, for I'm here for a Rams Kansas City Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to happen because I feel like I I feel like Kansas City is probably going to choke because that's what Andy Reid does. But um, <laughs> I definitely see the Rams in Super Bowl this year. Hilarious. And then there are three teams that are 0-3. And, and then since there were two tie games, they're e- and then all of the 2-1s, and 1-2s, and the ties, they're all equal. So the whole thing is completely symmetrical right now. Huh. So to be this far in the season, it's kind of, it usually doesn't happen that way, especially with both tie games. It's kind of crazy. But I like what Bill Belichick said in this conference. No team has clinched a playoff berth this, se- this week. No team is getting eliminated from playoff this week. So none of this shit fucking matters yet. That's what I'm telling myself to get through this hard time. <laughs> I can't wait for your team check-in. Is that now? 
No, is it right now? You want to go ahead? I need a break. I need to pour another glass of white Zin. And you then... want me to do mine then? <laughs> so well, let's, pause moment. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. Okay. Okay. We are back. We're back in in some ways. Not <laughs> this caffeine from this diet Pepsi is hitting. So ew, why are you drinking diet Pepsi at ten forty p.m.? Because I'm gonna try and go to the gym and be a real person and get my life together. At what hour? Fuck that. I like to go late. I'm a night person. I nope. I can't. I love Not doing it. shit tonight, but beating my meat, watching SVU, and going to bed. <laughs> That's it. The end. I come alive in the nighttime. Who is yeah. that, Drake? Yes, good weed. Anywho. Throwback. Um, so yeah, let's start with your team check-in while I like mentally prepare myself to go there. What? I know you might uh, yeah, this might take a turn for the worse after <laughs> two years. <laughs> like a real <laughs> hard one. I'm um, hoping that all of my like sniffles are caught on, you know, so people know that I'm actually sick. You sound a little sick. That's good. Now I have an excuse for being all like slurred in the speech and not just. (laughs) I don't know how you're drinking right now. Like I'm good for a long time. I'm good. If I wasn't drinking, I don't think I could get through being sick, which is a really bad thing to say. But you're drinking to (laughs) while you're sick. (laughs) What is that? I feel less congested. Okay, leave it alone. Okay, okay, whatever you say, <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> well, we did watch the Redskins game together, we did. and we got to watch Aaron Rodgers get embarrassed. Yeah, I'm sure you liked that. I did. Um, I, you know, I was a little stressed out. There, we, I was very happy with us some of the time, and then. Other times I wasn't. Um, however, we did get a whole big ass drive of a blessing from the refs. What was it? A hundred? I'm sure it was over a hundred yards. Totally. I think it was like yeah. It was. It was just that there were like I think three penalties that gave us at least at least thirty yards. I think, um, and it was like on third. It was just you know it was just a lot of blessings and I'm that not Clay Matthews having... the passer call was bullshit. I know it was. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. I just feel for him. Um, I don't. Can we take know. a moment to just talk about that call in general and how it's being done this season. Like we will later. Oh, okay. We will later. Okay. Um, it's his third one though, which is kind of crazy, and it's like it sucks when it's it's like in the favor in favor of your team because you clearly know it's bullshit, but like. I'm not going to be mad at it because we just got a first down and some extra yards. So it's like, so I just had to sit there quietly. <laughs> Look, everyone thinks the refs in our fucking pockets anyway. So I wish they'd have showed up the last two games, but whatever. I mean, we've never had the refs in our pockets. So I can't say that I'm not, I'm not here for it for a little bit, I guess. But um, it was just, I think it was a good combination of, Aaron being hurt still like his knee is not 100% you could see him limping um he wasn't as mobile as he was like he usually is um, and it got and worse throughout the game as he kept getting hit it did and he's also it's kind of interesting to me how how someone won't just pull him like I I get that you know 
he does this all the time and it's part of his magic and how he's tough and he fights through it. But, but this is your, this is your franchise, right? You like, just gave him the one of the most lucrative contracts in the fucking NFL. Right. You like, gamble it? I don't under, I don't understand the logic. He would be sitting bench to me. We would lose every right. fucking game until he was 100% because, because I mean, I'm in it for the long haul. With RG3 when he played for the Redskins and he went yep. back out when he was injured and the coach should have sat his ass. Yep. Like his career is over. And it will just, take one more good hit to Roger's knee and it's going to be a disaster. He's done. And I feel like once I don't think I would have played them in the whole game against us, honestly. We're not that good of a team. I didn't think we were that good. He wouldn't have come back on, for me, he wouldn't have come back on the field after he got carted off. Like, okay, yeah. whatever. We're going to lose this game. We'll take an L. Like, I, I I, get that a lot of people are short-termist and, like, want to see, like, wins now, et cetera. But you just gave this man a massive fucking contract. You know what he's capable of. You know what you have in him. Right. And I think that you need to just sit on that protect him like protect him how about you sign a real backup quarterback instead of fucking deshaun kaiser but whatever um but it was you know i was very impressed with our um defense i was very happy with um oh no yes i was very happy with our defense they were getting at him um they made him look like an old ass man out there on like they made us look like us after day two of that festival walking home that's what wow looked yikes. Like. hobbling yikes knees looking hurting, for that old as medicine on the street and shit like hey. <laughs> wobbling down the road trying to get to our lift like that's what it was that's what he looked like out there um yeah, it was Adrian Peterson had a great game. Again, he had over 100 yards. Um, he is, I think, two touchdowns away now from passing or to be number six on the all-time touchdown list. And he like, he passed John Riggins, who is a Reds, an ex-Reds. Or he played I mean, he's going he's gonna to hit top five this season. I mean, he's talking about how he has, like, years left in him. Like, he's ready. He's ready. Um which I'm not mad at. I mean, as long as you're playing like this, that's fine. Um, is he is he ready to stay with you guys or? I don't know. Um, if the offense is gelling like this and they create something, I don't. Again, I don't know. Like I, I don't know who else is gonna pay him. I mean, I, I, yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, we're not there yet. There's like so many ifs that would have to, because you have the rook that, um, you just, there's just so much. That Darius, the Darius Geist, yeah. whatever his Geist. name is. Yeah. yeah. But then you don't really know how he's going to, like, there's just so much. And then Adrian Peterson also has done a lot, you know, like we spoke about a couple episodes for like the running backs and teaching them like a veteran coming in and, and, and actually crafting a whole, position you know what I mean and right. teaching younger players like a running back culture yes um that is allegedly very amazing right now I mean except for last week's game but well what the f- Chris Thompson disappeared last week like what the hell I just think that he's a running back and he was our number uh two wide number one wide receiver I believe or, or for receiving yards and you can't do that every game because you're gonna get covered 
you know like people you can only do that a couple of times before but they people catch the thro- fuck on. But they weren't throwing it to him is what I'm saying. No. Like every play they had him in, they were trying to run him up the middle. And I was like, who do you think he is? Like what what are you doing? You're like sending a little, you know, Bichon Frise through a pack of bulldogs. Like I didn't understand the I didn't understand the I point. don't know if they were trying something different with him. I don't know what the logic was behind it. Um I'm not mad at it because you won. Um, I I'm mad at it because he's on you your took fantasy. A, you took a player who was produced <laughs> for you really well. He's produced for me really well in fantasy. He's on your fantasy team. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm even talking about. We even set aside the fantasy thing. I just think okay. that he's shown to be a really good third down pass catching back. He right. is tiny. He has been has an injury history. Why would you run him up the fucking middle like he's Adrian Peterson? I don't under. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. I thought that play calling was weird. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm happy that our wide receivers finally caught things. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, I can't even. Do you know how many times they replayed that fucking first touchdown? And I kept saying to myself, why? This is not even a good play. It was blown coverage. You fell down. Like, this is not a good play to, like, show. And it's because we don't have any touchdowns from wide receivers this whole fucking – like, that was the longest catch of the season for us by a wide receiver. Like, that that was not Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, or Chris Thompson. Like, that's crazy to me in game three. But, you know, I'm glad we got it together before our early bye week. Hopefully our receivers will step it up a little bit. You know, it is what it is. I was happy with the game. I was happy. I was very happy with our defense. But our who defense. are you guys playing next week? We have our Oh, bye. you have the bye, you have the bye, you have the bye. Coming yes. off the bye, you have who? I'm coming off the bye. We have the Saints on Monday Night Football, which is stressful. I was like, how are you feeling uh, about that game? Because Alvin um, Kamara is going to run all the fuck over you guys. It's, again, like Mark I said. Mark Ingram is again, coming back that game, too. Yeah. So, like I said, against us versus the Packers, I thought we were going to lose against the Packers. Um, and it. I we have a really hard schedule coming up so it's just gonna kind of I'm not upset if we lose not a lot of these games but <laughs> some of them <laughs> I mean <laughs> we need to win some but I we just have a hard schedule and we have a lot we have teams that are like putting up points and have elite quarterbacks um and it will it will really be a test to how our good de- or how good our defense is um again you you played pretty well against Aaron Rodgers but he was a hurt Aaron Rodgers so it's just kind of like I still don't know exactly where where to place my team like on how good they are where they fall basically and and I guess the more we're challenged the easier it will be to determine where we stand in the overall scheme of things I'm also not really ready to commit because this happens every season where we're okay pretty good and then we fucking tank so it's just yeah again a little battered woman syndrome like i'm just scared to like commit. oh my fucking god yeah it's just you know yeah we'll see it's, Fair enough. we also suck we suck when we play prime time like we suck when oh i'm stressed out that it's a monday night game this also means I won't be sleeping because I'm going to be irritated. 
irritating. I mean, because I'm not going to be able to sleep. I really hope I and I think I have a 5 a.m. that week. Oh, no. I think I'm 5 a.m. that week. That's going to be stressful. Yep. It's fine. Give me some NyQuil. Tell me shut the fuck up. No, I can't do that. I love them. <laughs> do not let me watch your kids, ladies and gentlemen. I that love is, them. That is a, not a smart move. <laughs> They'll be tranked up in a corner somewhere. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's my team. I can relax this week. You know, I, I don't... Well, enjoy it. This week is do or fucking die for us, I feel like. Is it? I thought you just said that it's the beginning of this season and nobody... <laughs> No one's clinching playoffs. I mean, that, okay, right nobody now. clinched or lost playoffs last that week. That escalated quickly. But this week is a different story, okay? <laughs> you can't go one and three and be like, oh, yeah, we're still going to make it. Like, oh, I don't know about all that, boo. <laughs> um, and it's Miami at home. Like, if we can't win a fucking home game against a team we've owned for years at home, I don't really know what to say about that. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with the loss. It was brutal. Um, I think you saw in real time the soul sucked out <laughs> of did. me. In <laughs> you were a shell of a human being by the third quarter. Like, like it was, it was, and then we had these white ass folks behind us, like, oh, it's okay. We're gonna come back. Shut the fuck up. Honestly, Nobody that asked jungle your board, I told you. So they oh. had, we were watching this game at the festival. Like, we found this, like, these couches and this TV and this beer garden. And where we were sitting. It was the perfect setup. Don't forget the cookout. They were doing, yes. what was it? Smoke. These chefs from the area. Men. Yeah, the chefs like, from the area were doing awesome things, awesome food choices, like custom every single day. So it was really a nice place. It was very relaxing, right by the fans. And we got up to go see T-Pain, I think. Which was a disaster. He was just, it was too early in the daytime. It was and still light washed. outside. And we're washed. <laughs> and we, were, we were so done from the night before. I don't think, I mean, it was a miracle that we even got there. <laughs> I think the only person who could have revived us that day would have been Rihanna herself. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we I found mean, this spot. Yes. Perfect spot. We leave, we come back. And when we come back, our seats on the couch are taken. We don't which have access fine. to the fan anymore, which was fine. But then we had these dumbasses wanting to play Jenga behind us. And not they just had, like. But they had exercise Jenga. Yeah, it was like high stakes. Like, I might kill a bitch out here, Jenga. And I was and not. And they ready were for that. stacking the shit. Like, they were playing this for a while. So this fucking wobbly ass, uneasy motherfucking tower was swaying in the non ass wind of the desert right behind us and i swear these people did not give a fuck and they kept knocking it out whoops they did not <laughs> care like, if one of these and i told ricky me... if that hits me i'm going to be cardi b and i'm gonna throw that shit at your face <laughs> like your nikki like it's not gonna be it's that not jenga gonna block be is gonna be my shoe and i'm not gonna miss and i'm not gonna miss no security to fucking stop me. By the police. nope Mm-mm. that's it that's it no i was really stressed and like honestly like if we had been winning i might have been like laughing with them and like Ooh, jenga but i am having an existential crisis right now the last thing i need for you to be doing is playing some dumbass jenga behind my back okay leave me alone between that and the two white folks were like oh oh wow it's fine it's brady you guys are gonna come back i'm like i i, I know this i don't need you to tell me <laughs> this i don't need you to like vocal just let me be here in the moment then they're watching the game. Oh, how many catches does Gronk had? I don't know. Maybe Google you should have watched the fucking game. Google it. 
don't talk to me when I'm not responding to you. <laughs> Anyways. You got a lot of random people also coming up to you. I did. Like, I did. I did. you up or ask, say, go Patriots. Like, what? And that's confusing to me because if you're saying go Patriots, don't you know that they're losing? Like, don't you know that you like guys didn't go anywhere? Like, that, that, that it was an play. awful game. Our offense was completely anemic. We had three, four, three and outs in a row. Like, there was nothing to be excited about from that game. So the it's fact that you're all coming up to me and be like, oh, whatever. It's like, I know none of you are real fans. I know right. none you of you watch the game or care about what you Right. You don't know what's right. going on. And like, it's just, and it's the one, it's something I hate about being a Patriots fan too is that I think that a lot of people just assume that like we're just fans of them because they win all the time like there's nothing else there and it's like no like I actually like care about these players I actually read about them I like follow them I'm invested in these people and the coach like I love my team it's not just about like I love winning so in this weird way it's like it's the moments when we lose and the moments when I feel like the worst about my team that I also feel like the best fan because like yeah. I'm still out there it in my sucks. fucking Tom Brady jersey, depressed yeah. as hell at a festival with thousands of people. Yeah. But my fandom should not be hinged on like me willing to be publicly humiliated to prove that like I'm not just every other patriot. Like it's so annoying that that's what it's come to. Where like as a Redskins fan, I think you can say that people are just like take you know they just take your word for it. Oh, you're a Redskins fan, it's fine. They ask you why. Like they that's always ask me why. Say, why are you why? Are you from Boston? Like, well, I'm not technically from Boston, but the first place that I actually lived on my own was in Boston. The first place I had my own apartment was in Boston. The you first place I actually went to the yes. bar to go whatever was in Boston. Then they want to know, oh, when did you start watching them? Okay, well, my first time I started watching them was 2007. Oh, because they were undefeated? No. It was actually because they fucking, I bet on the Super Bowl with my mom. And they lost the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the yeah. whole fucking season at all. So it's like, you don't know anything. They just assume that it's like always about winning. And it's not always about winning. It's about the actual, like, some people like the culture. I like that do your job mentality. I like the fact that they're like very intellectual about their game. I like the fact that the passing attack is so, so complex. Anyways, I'm ranting. But. Well, I mean, it. I do definitely respect, like, Gronk is riding hard for Brady Belichick. That's his man. Well, not not Belichick. He's riding off of Brady. Well, but did you see what, um, did you see what his brother said? I thought his brother said, yeah, about how, like. Did you see his response? He said he doesn't speak for me, right? Yeah, Gronk is like, he doesn't speak for me. I'm very happy, like, blah, 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 like, shut it down. Because his brother basically said, well, I can tell by his facial expressions and how he's acting that he's not happy, which is fine, but you don't need to. I think Gron- I think Gronk's brother's right. I think Gronk was just saying that to make Belichick happy because he's getting a little because there's but a little also, chaos in his house. There's no need to announce that shit. Like I would, I would be, I with, oof, I don't even know what I is. Would do but there is a need though, Michelle. Like we are playing bad football two games right. in a row. We have not lost two games in a row by double digits since 2002. That's but six, I don't want my 16 mother... years ago. I don't want my mother, brother, sister, friend, man, child. I don't want anybody fucking talking to the press on behalf of me and my job and how I feel about it. Because why are you doing that? Because they know I can't. I don't know. And because I feel like a lot of people. So I was I've seen a lot of like tweets or whatever about like what was that? Mike Lombardi who used to work for the. Patriots front office was like, oh, Gronk's not as fast as he used to be and whatever. I'm like, well, if it was really about Gronk declining and not the fact that the rest of our receivers suck, why would they be having two or three people on him every single play? It's not about that. Like, they want to find some excuse about, like, 
everyone else just fucking sucks. Like, Sony Michelle had 36 snaps and did nothing with them. Nothing with them. Like, nothing. He had five targets in the passing game and dropped three of them over two games. Like, it's... Right. It, there's no excuse for, like, the level of, like, play that's happening when you only have Tom Brady and Gronk are out there doing their fucking job. Of course we're going to lose. Like, two players are not going to, like, get, like overcome everything. You know what I mean? We've done it in high leverage moments, but when they can just key in on those two people because you know, Chris Hogan's not athletic enough to get open against one, you know, although to be fair, I did look at footage from the Jags game and there were moments where he was open and didn't get thrown to him. So I do think a lot of it, I don't think it's all on them, but I just mm-hmm. think that all of it together is not, there's not enough, there's not enough things working to cover up the things that aren't working. Right. And I think usually that's the problem. It's like, we could have a few things not working, but if you have Tom Brady, and you have like, you know, one or two players who are going to go out there and make plays, you're fine. But we don't have those other one or two players going to go out there and make plays right now because Gronk's getting shut down with two or three people on him every single play and no one else can get open. So I do think it's a problem. Um, I am concerned about my team in a way that I don't think I've been concerned about my team in a while and not just because I don't think we'll get it together. I think we will. I'm concerned because I think that the NFL is more driven by narrative than I think we care to admit. And the narratives right now are not playing into, I mean, I immediately saw people being like, oh, this is Brady's decline. I'm like, guys, like, he didn't do anything wrong in this whole game. I can point out two plays maybe where, like, it was his, like, his genuine fault. One, I think he over, he let that pass to Dorsett over the middle, get get ahead of him. It floated on him. That's when he was just like, ooh, that's some shit I saw from early Peyton that I did not like. Um... And then he had that pass in the double coverage again to Dorsett. But I think that's more of a desperation play than anything else. And I, I'm i just not seeing this, like, decline there that they want to say. But I can look at other players. Like, I can look at fucking Ben Roethlisberger throwing multiple oh picks gosh, every is... fucking game. And no one's saying his time's almost over. Like, no, I'm insane. surprised. There was a Monday night, was it Monday countdown? Monday night countdown, the day after the game, they were talking about some. It was Adam Schefter, uh, a couple people on this little panel. And they were like, Oh, we think Drew Brees is going to play longer than Tom Brady. How? How? What, what? On what basis do you ha- like? Where are you getting this information from? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And they're like, I just, it, it just frustrates me so much. And I think that I need to, I really need to stop ranting. But I'm sick and I'm frustrated, <laughs> and it's all fucking shit. Yeah. But I just. I'm just tired of, like, every little crack being, like, the end of the fucking world. Like, every other team is allowed to have a little run where things don't go their way. And it's not like, oh, my God, the quarterback needs to retire. And it's not just the analysts. Fans were calling into the fucking Boston radio station. We need to trade Tom Brady. He's over. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sit yeah, but down. That, fans are crazy. And they do. I mean, again, I'm, I'm very used to this because they call uh, Washington fans call for a new owner constantly, which I agree. I mean, but you do need a new, new owner. That's like a head coach, a new quarterback, a new, like literally everything. And this is just, I'm just, again, not that it's right. I'm just used to it. Again, battered woman syndrome. Here's the thing. For like, me to ever call kind of for Brady to be replaced, I would need to see one of those fucking, that final season of Peyton Manning. I need to see him throw more interceptions than touchdowns for a whole season. That's what I need to see before I feel like he's the problem. And that's not going to yeah. happen. So, like, just leave it alone. Like, I'm over the narrative. Stop talking about it. It's done. It's washed. I'm, it's tired. Um, moving on from that game, other news related to my team. We put Rex Burkhead and Jawan Bentley on 
Patriots reserve. And Bentley is really sad because I think he's one of the bright spots on our on our defense. He mm-hmm. played, he balled out in preseason, he got the interception in that game. Um, so to see him go out for the season and the way he did that Instagram post, it doesn't seem like he's going to come back for the playoffs. Sometimes they bring them back later. It looked like he's like, I'm out for a while. Um, so that, that, that he'll be missed. Rex Burkhead. I've never seen a player more fragile in my entire life. I don't, it's like a little porcelain cup out there trying to, I just don't, I don't understand what's going on. What? No, Michelle. I think maybe even more than Jordan Reed, to be honest. I think so. I mean, he's had like three different injuries this season alone, and we're only three games in the season. Because this is a neck. He had a concussion earlier, and uh-huh. then he had a knee before that. And it's like, this is aggressive. Um, and he had some issues last season, too. So I don't know. And when we, one of our, one of our strengths is being creative with running backs, and we don't have Rex Burkhead. We lost Jeremy Hill with his ACL due to James Levin running into him. We uh-huh. don't have Deion Lewis anymore. So it's like James White and Sonny Michelle. Like, what, I, I just, there's a lot of things that are not going our way right now. Um, so that's no bueno. I really do, as much as I didn't don't believe that Josh Gordon's going to be the answer, I don't think he, I still don't believe he's a long-term solution. I don't think he's going to last the entire season. I, I hate to be a negative Nancy, but I just don't know how you go was it four seasons in a row missing multiple games for suspension of substance abuse and all of a sudden you pull it together? I just don't see that happening. Um, but I need him for at least five or six games to get yeah. together. Um, so that, that's my hope for uh, Josh Gordon. Edelman's coming back next week. I do think that'll be a big game changer. People online talking about, oh, he's old. He's 30-something. He's a slot receiver. He's coming off of ACL. He's not going to change the game. I think you underestimate not only one, how like in the slot, you don't need to have that, like, you know, burning, you know, that, that burn rubber speed. Like you need to know how to run your routes and get open. And Edelman knows how to run his routes and get open. And I think you also need to have that trust. Brady will throw a ball to Edelman where it looks like it's going to be an interception, but he knows where exactly to fucking put that shit and get it where it needs to go. And he trusts Edelman to get the ball. And Edelman has done that in a way that no other receiver outside of maybe Gronk can do that. So, Despite his age, despite whatever the people say, I think he'll be a big difference maker when he comes back. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, as far as next week, we have the Dolphins. I I'm not worried about the Dolphins at home. I just I if we lose the Dolphins at home, I I will officially be stunned. Um, stunned. Stunned. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a must win for you guys. I do. I do feel like it's a must win. And I, I, I do. And not, not, not do I think, oh, if we lose this game, we won't make the playoffs or whatever. I think, I mean, obviously it'll be a long shot, but I think we still could. I just think that there's something different to losing a game against a division rival who you've dominated for years at home after you've already lost two games by double digits on the road. Like, I just think even for the morale of the team, you need to pull some shit together. Yeah. So, we'll see. Do my I'm done ranting. Hopefully next yeah. week I am uh, more calm and can um, give a very concise, cute summary of my team for the week. But this week was just stress. I can I can tell, <laughs> and I was there. <laughs> um. So yes, my team, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboy Coonery. It was America's game of the week for America's team. 
Um, I'm fine with Dallas Cowboys being called America's team because I firmly believe America is fucking trash, and uh, so is Dallas. So there you go. <laughs> well, uh, the Seahawks definitely had a very um, balanced attack against the Cowboys. I feel like they ran the ball really well. Um, Russell Wilson threw the ball well. Um, you know, it's just really an ugly kind of game. Um, their offense did not show up again. Like the memes for Dallas were very, um, I don't know how to say this because I thought they were funny, but I'm not supposed to think they're funny. They hurt my soul, um, that I'm not allowed to like enjoy them because they're rough. Um, they were ranked 30th in league in the league in total offense entering that game. And I think that's either still that or worse. Jesus. Um, they just Dak cannot, cannot throw the ball. Like they really cannot. I don't know why. I don't know. Like, they I mean, they don't really have, the they ball. have any receivers. But again, losing Jason you know? Witten and Dez was so much for them, I think. And I I thought they I thought, think Witten more than Dez, but yeah. Well, definitely. But Witten has been a solid part of that team for yeah. a decade. A yeah. long-ass time. Yeah. So, since I was in high school. And that was a long time ago. So That's I losing leadership that, on and off the field. Right. That was a corner piece of your team. And I don't think that they... Because they were like, oh, it'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. But it's not. And you're not. And you need to get it together because it's just, it's crazy. Like, I don't know how you can have such little production as a quarterback for the first three games. And it's not just one game where it was a fluke or or you didn't get it together. Like, you have not produced for three games. So I don't know what they need to do, but they need to huddle it together, get it together, don't get it together for when you play the rest of the NFCs, but for the rest of the games, I'd like you to get it together, I guess. That's it. Oh, wait. Did you see, though, that Tony Romo said he's healthy enough to play in the NFL? That's funny. That is great. I mean, look, we got Aaron Rodgers out there on fucking one leg, so. True. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a play, being healthy enough to play in the NFL is a low bar. All right, so we'll take a break a now. Break, come back with encroachment and then wrap it up with winners and losers right yep cool already we're back yo (laughs) oh no you sound like you're fading fast all right. No, I'm not. This episode is brought to you by Nyquil and White Zinfandel. It's Jesus. all good. <laughs> Again, we're on two different ways. Oh, Your podcast is completely separate than my podcast. It is. You're like chilling. I sound like a fucking belligerent, angry I'm asshole chilling. in I a just Boston like bar. <laughs> deep clean my room. My side of the podcast is brought to you by Bath and Body Works candles and Fabuloso because that's in my room. So. <laughs> <laughs> so- so dramatically different. So <laughs> dramatic. Literally getting it. I'm tied. I'm washing my sheets. <laughs> it's oh real. <laughs> so our encroachment topic this week. Um, Amazon Prime has announced that their viewers have the option of um, viewing the Thursday night game um, with an all-woman cast of commentators. Uh, this is the first night ever. I definitely will be tuning in because I don't give a fuck about Chris Collinsworth and I hate him. So, 
I just think it's bullshit that they're giving people a choice. I mean, they're just, it's, it's only a choice because they can't, like, if you view it through Amazon Prime, you can do that. But what is it, ESPN that does Thursday Night Football? You can't just cancel ESPN. You know, like, they I mean, you can make it so that broadcast isn't available on your platform. Like, if you really stand behind these women that you're putting out there, the thing that I, the thing that angers me about this is that I feel like this will be an easy excuse for them to say, oh, well, you know, we gave viewers the option. And More people chose to watch Collinsworth and whatever, mainly because they probably just didn't change the setting or whatever. And they'll use that as an excuse to say, all women broadcasts don't sell. People don't want this X, Y, and Z. And it's it's Well, yeah, it's because uh, most people aren't, like, I watch it on my phone anyway, usually, especially Monday night and Thursday night games because I'm trying to go to sleep. So I just watch it in my bed on the, on the NFL app. Um, so I, it doesn't affect me at all. I'll just go into my Amazon prime app and watch it. Um, but a lot of people watch at bars on TV in their living room, you know? So I feel like it's not, I don't know. I don't know what their goal is. I don't know if they're just trying to push, push boundaries, um, and be more inclusive. But I, again, I do feel like they are going to use this as, like you said, oh, not enough people turned in, no one wants this, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to you're gonna have that. You're going to have pushback, and you just are going to have to say fuck it. Because even Collins were said during the Lions game, he said, quote, so they, they, uh, the camera panned to the Lions owner. Yo, Miss Ford, yeah. And he said quote it's just a different it's just different when there's a lady in the room it's just so different when there's a lady in a football setting and it's like why what's different about it but cheerleaders are here and you're good with half naked ass bitches doing whatever but you don't want anyone else anywhere like i've I'm seen you get like, more ham over the redskins and i've seen many a dude know what the fuck he's talking about around i've gotten thrown out of bars i've like almost fought dudes grown ass men I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And that's and uh, they also offered what is it? They so I they have a, a Spanish language setting, which I think is cool. Yes, the ESPN does sports, right? Yeah, but then they also have Amazon's also offering some kind of like UK commentary. Like, what the fuck oh. is that? Like, I just feel yeah, it's like well, three they're different trying options to, they're offering. I do know that the NFL is really pushing hard for their um their international viewership to increase which i'll touch on a little bit later but are they even playing um, any uk games this year uh no i don't think so because a lot of people don't want to play them it's and rough. they're too fucking early for the fans it's to get rough. them and watch like remember when we were in vegas two years ago we had to get up i mean it wouldn't have been a problem this year but we had to get up at like six in the morning to yeah. watch it yeah because it was a nine o'clock eastern game it's just it's very rough i feel like it disrupts the players schedules like it's overseas. It's kind of crazy. Um, and also, a lot of people don't want to give up a home game. I mean, shit, you could probably do it to the Redskins because my uncle is at attendance at the game, and he said half the fucking stadium was Packer fans. So clearly, we're not going. But It's also weird that, like, they're doing all this, like, oh, we're going to have games in Mexico. We're going to have games in the U.K. But, like, there's an entire fucking Canadian football league on the same, like, like right yeah. above us that we could easily merge with and dramatically expand our bit like fan they base. They don't want to merge though. They want to just absorb more. or just buy them. I mean, you don't have to merge. They don't want to like. They them. don't want to give anything up. Yeah, they want to just keep getting money, and they think I feel like they feel, they have saturated 
what they're going to get from the U.S. and yes. the only way for them to grow. Like, because there was a point where the NFL was was peaked, and now it's like dipping. You know what I mean? It's like, falling, they're not going to get any more from from this market. The only way to to increase revenue is going to be to go to find a new market, which they're trying real hard. But again, I mean, back to the encroachment thing. I just I think it's it is going to be interesting because men do not want women in this space. It's seen as their space. And um, I believe it was last year, 2017, for the for Monday night football game, week one, they had Beth Moens common, um, as a play-by-play commentator with um, Rex Ryan. And this was the first woman to be a play-by-play play commentator on a national broadcast and the first woman commentator for Monday Night Football. And this, again, was last year, but um, Beth Mullins is, like, legit. Like, she commentates, she's a, if you watch women's basketball, like, you will know her fucking voice. Like, when I was hardcore about the the um, Terrapins women's basketball game, like, she's all everywhere. Like, she, her voice is, is it. Like, she does college now, I believe. She did, like, the uh, World Cup women's world cup i believe like she's if you hear her voice you'll know her so she knows what she's talking about she's not just some random ass woman that came out of nowhere she has been in this position commenting on sports for decades i believe but um so anyway she did this last year and it was trending on twitter um it was mostly men that were doing these comments that they'd rather listen to spanish language broadcasts on espn than to listen to her comment on the football game. Men are fucking disgusting, and I don't. And I'm like, it. why? It's so annoying. It's You'd so annoying. You'd rather not understand what's being said than listen to a woman's voice say, "Like what? What are you? What are you talking about? Like why are you so angry? I just, I." Men have this weird thing, and I think, I mean, yes, we see it in sports, but I think we've been seeing it, like, more recently with, like, these remakes of old franchises, like Star Wars and Ghostbusters, where it's, they just have this sense of, and I say they as, I mean, I'm a man too, although I I don't think that I am as enmeshed in, like, that same toxic masculine culture that provides a sense of entitlement over these things, but, like, there's this idea that, like, Star Wars belongs to me. Star Wars belongs to men. Football belongs to men. And, like, you're not allowed to do anything. And, like, you have, you know, your ballet, your ice skating, or the fuck. And I just, it's dumb. Like, do you really think that the NFL is making this much, having this many views without women watching? Like, have you missed fucking Pam Oliver and her dusty ass leave on the side of the sidelines for years? And listen, she's gotten in that work. The Pam by a in that ball. Work. Like, she's been, like, she's been assaulted in that by work. Like, come on. Yeah, so I just. The only sideline. I just don't understand how you can see these people. Kate Fagan, like, there's so many women out there doing really, really good In the work. rain while you're sitting in the yes. booth, like... Doing nothing. Like, who... These women who also got their jobs by, like, coming up as reporters and, like, learning the beef that way, not who were handed a job because they fucking retired from the NFL and someone gave them a, right. pity, a pity game. Jason Witten. Like, Jace, Jason Witten is not a good... Jason is player. not good. He He's needs to not be good. He's not good. And mm-hmm. it's it's painful watching him because like he looks at the guy next to him talking when the guy's like, no, Jason, he goes, look at the camera. Like, right. <laughs> he's just... it's just so awkward. And I, like the only person I think who's really transitioned from the field to the broadcast booth that I thought 
honestly deserve like if who would get this job over someone else who had done this who had who had interviewed for it that did not play the game is Tony, Tony Romo. That's it. Tony Romo is That's it. Tony Romo is a better commentator than he was a quarterback. I, I, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like no, any like, other one in there ones I like. I love me some fucking Ryan Clark. But I just I I can I like tell Joe you, Buck, but I'm used to seeing him. I really hate I really hate Chris Collinsworth. I hate he's Troy like Aikman. I don't like Troy Aikman. I don't like Troy Aikman because he's very entitled. I don't like how he talks about my or about the Redskins. I don't talk. I don't like how he talk. Like his bias is very clear. And when it's a team that he likes, it's like, oh, it's just a mistake. Oh, blah blah blah. Oh, but this is great. And if it's a team he doesn't like, he is fucking savage, and I hate him. As a commentator, you should be as biased as possible but Chris Consort does the same shit and that's why I don't like him either I like Al Michaels though I'm not sure if I if you recognize Al Michaels but Al Michaels I'm used to Al Michaels because he used to do it with John Madden so like it's just mm. he's one of these people that have in my football viewing life has always been a commentator so I just feel like okay like you know what you're talking about I believe yeah you know he it's just I think he's good he has a nice soothing voice I just feel like there's so many of them who are like really just mediocre and they're there for personalities. Like Michael Irvin, like what are you besides your loud ass voice in those suits? Like, I just, I don't feel like you're offering me any substance. And like, I would, I would honestly rather see Max Kellerman sit up there and talk to me about football. He hasn't played a game in his life probably. (laughs) But like, Um, it's a a different skill set from playing than talking about it. And the fact that you would rather listen to people who are just like given this job, as people who earned it, is literally what's wrong with America. We would we would take a mediocre man over a well-qualified woman for any fucking position. And it's gross. Al Michaels is who comments with Chris Collinsworth. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Al Michaels does the play-by- does the color. Got it. Well, um, we'll yeah. see how this experiment goes. I'll keep an eye on it. I hate the idea of Amazon. I just don't like how they're I think the NFL needs to just honestly just build its own package, do its own fucking streaming package. I don't know what that looks like from a funds pers- funds perspective, but I am tired of having when I try and watch the games now, I have to go to NBC for one game, CBS for another game, yeah. ESPN for another game. Oh, this game they're playing on Thursday, I can only see it on Twitter. Oh, this one's on Yahoo Sports. This one's on Amazon. Oh, this one's on CBS, yeah. but you can't watch it live. You have to watch it on CBS All Access. Like. It's just crazy, and it's it's I. Yes, you're making money off of like all these different deals, but can you do you think about the amount of fans you, the amount of viewers you lose who fall care. through the cracks? Where if you they offer a single package, it's all about money. But I just think that you can get money. You it, it's a risk. It's a risk. But I think that people would pay. People would pay money. But they're not. They're not interested in risk. They don't. They don't care about what people feel like or what is right they care about i'm not saying what's what people feel like, like is right i'm just saying that i just think that sometimes good business it's actually doing what's good for your customers i think that a lot of times people we get in this weird sleazy i scratch your back you scratch mine you know wheeling dealing behind the scenes thing and when and not realizing that if you just make a really good product and you make it easy for people to access your product and you charge a fair price for your product your product will fucking sell like that is that's yeah. just the market. The market doesn't need all these backdoor deals to make your to prop yourself up. If anything, I think that you lose fans by not having a single point of access where they can go watch the games. 
Why is NFL Game Pass $99 a year and I gotta watch oh. the games the day after on what like it's bullshit. Like there I would pay a hundred dollars I would pay two hundred dollars a year if I could just watch yeah. every game live on whatever my streaming app my streaming app and then get to watch the reruns of it. And if you got millions of us to do that, you'd probably make more money than you make off these great fucking TV deals anyways if you just took the risk and do it. But ugh, whatever. I it, it that if it, it would just I feel like especially companies and older people they're just very stuck in their ways and are not really going to risk upsetting the status quo because then you have your own streaming platform. Then what would you do with all the ad revenue? You know what I mean? Like it, I mean, you like you so would still things. sell ads. You people would you can still Hulu does it. Hulu sells a subscription think, and then they still sell you ads over the top of it. You can still make. I'm all not that saying money. I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm saying that it's easy. It's again, it's easy to continue doing what you're used to and what's familiar. And it's a bunch of old people on these boards, a bunch of people that are out of touch, billionaires that are making these decisions that don't give a fuck about what we want or what's better for us. Or even though it could be better for them, they're happy with the status quo. They're happy doing what they're doing. They're going to go They're Like, it's just, it is what it if is. If I had a product, if I had cornered the market, they cornered. They have. They have the American football market cornered. Nobody can compete with them. Nobody. It's impossible. If I had that product, I would take all kinds of fucking risks because there's no way you can. You're too big to fail. You're too big to fail. If you if you told all those networks to fuck off, you're gonna do your own streaming platform. You do it for a couple of years. You realize you're not making as much money. I guarantee you, they will pay you more to come back because you're the only game in fucking town. It's so silly. It's just, I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, I think this this combination of wine and uh, cold medicine is <laughs> making me really angry. <laughs> so speaking on that note, let's do winners and losers and get the fuck out of here. Um, so who won the week for you? Um, For me, my winner, hold on. It's F.A. Obata on the um, Panthers. Definitely. Oh, that's a deep cut. Who is that? You have, oh, he, oh, listen, you know, I'm a sucker for a good story. Um, uh, yeah, like he basically, um, he's a, a defensive end, I believe. Yes. Um, for the Panthers, he is the NFC defensive player of the week. Um, so basically, he is playing because of the international pathway program that the NFL has established. Again, they're trying really hard to extend this market. They're reaching. um, So, but this player, basically this um, allowed every team in the NFC South to have an extra player from this program on their practice squad. So they, um, yes. And, this, he was actually signed by them. This was his first game that he was able to play in. So basically, he was born in Nigeria. At the age of 10, him and his sister were trafficked to the Netherlands, from the Netherlands into England by his mother. His mother was allegedly supposed to come to England with him and his sister and never came. Um, so as soon as they got there... They were homeless. They were basically like, like, like slaves. They were, they were 
in a house doing housework for nothing, basically forever. Um, and so, yes, he was homeless. Um, he eventually became, he, they were sent to social services. Um, he eventually worked as a security guard. And then at 22, never picked up a football until he was 22. Um, and while he was working as a security guard, worked for the British American Football Association National League team. I guess that's a mouthful. But, um, yeah, so he came over here through the International Pathway Program, was assigned to the Panthers, and they signed him, and um, he got a sack, an interception, and I believe a fumble, but that was called back because it was ruled a forward pass. But he had a big-ass game. He was given a game ball. Um, and, yeah, it's the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. So that was a nice little story. Huh. I'll look out for that. Yeah. See if he continues. But yeah, he never played in college, nothing. So yeah. My rate of the week is Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs quarterback. Who love I love him. He's give he's money on my fantasy league. So I'm happy about that. But he broke NFL records with thirteen touchdowns across his first three games, I believe. Um, no interceptions. That Kansas City offense looks like it's on fire. And it's not just Andrew's play calling, because we know Andrew can make a, a team look dynamic on a, in a hot minute, but this kid makes good decisions. He makes amazing throws. That scramble pass out of the, to hit that corner touchdown was mm-hmm. sensational. I enjoy watching him. I, I think if I had to watch the Patriots go down in the playoffs to a team, this year, it would have to be the Kansas City Chiefs, and I would be super. Ex- I would be excited to watch them play in our stead because that's just how that's how exciting this offense is. That's how excited I am about Patrick Mahomes in the future, and it's very. And he epitomizes what I was saying in the other the couple weeks ago, where we're really watching this like next generation of the NFL like emerge before our eyes. Like the guard is officially changing, and yeah. it feels very weird, but really exciting. So that's my winner of the week. My loser of the week is Rule 12, Section 2, Article 9 the fuck? of the official rules of the NFL, which is roughing the passer. Girl, um, you went in this week. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're going to wing it. You're like, yeah, we're going to wing it. I didn't do shit. You've researched the damn rule number of roughing the passer. Okay. I just had to Google it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Trying to catch, have I me looking like, caught off guard. Oh, God. But this is, it's just, it's so, it is so just, I thought holding was, the holding call was disruptive to this game. Ruff, this roughing the passer call is so annoying and I'm over it. And it is making these games go by like on a snail's pace. Every single time there's pressure on the quarterback or anyone touches them, you like hold your breath now to see if there's going to be a flag or what's going to happen. It is ridiculous. Like, I don't know how you can objectively call if someone puts their whole body weight. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. You're taking – it's literally the no fun league. Every single year, there's there's one more thing to add. It's it's not fun. And no one supports this rule. I don't know where – I don't know. I mean, you know where it came from, but it's just – Allegedly, which makes sense, 
my little bit of research. I, I did not spend that much time researching this week. Um, it made sense. Well, n- number one, it was super unfortunate because the, it's supposed to protect the quarterback, right? It's supposed to protect defensive player, defenseless players. That's what this whole section of the rule book is for. But the defensive end for the Dolphins. I William saw Hughes that. I saw that. ACL while avoiding landing on top of Carr. And Carr even went in and the, the post game. Um, I don't know if he tweeted or he said something after the game about how he he would have rather the dude just landed on his ass, like land on me and not tear your ACL. That shit sucks. I would never wish that on anybody. So you have quarterbacks that are saying, "Put your whole fucking body weight on." Like, I don't understand, and it hurts Here's my thing. brain. Why this quarterbacks is thing. are paid often the most on the team. They're the biggest investment. The owners make the fucking rules, and they're trying to protect their money. That's what it is. Um, that's that's what it is. The NFL is protecting is. their money because that is how they get paid. The quarterbacks are the face of the team most times. They get <sighs> if the quarterback is hurt, their re- the revenue decreases for a team, for sales, for views, for merchandise, for jersey sales, for everything. So the NFL is protecting their money. It's all again. It's all about money. And I mean, I'm all for player safety, but I do think that there is a line. And I think that this iteration, this the way they've been calling wrestling passes this season, I think it's really over the line. Like, these people are not out there really hurting anyone. Like, yes, you should. But this happened, this happened, I think, like, five years ago. It happened before where they really wanted to, they picked this fucking shit to focus on every year when they were really focusing on pass interference. And it was like, Every single play that went further than 10 yards or down the field, again, you still had to, like, freeze, hold your breath, make sure there's no flag. Okay, cool. You know, now it's now you're good. Like, Honestly, it's, it's, that whole, that freezing and hoping that there's no flag has become just part of the game for me. Like, whenever I see a big play, I'm like, oh, shit, was there a flag down? Like, <laughs> You saw me. You watched the Redskins game with me. Any single time there was a run over fucking 10 yards or a burst, I was I just yelled out holding. I was just hoping. Just just oh, throw yeah. me a flag, man. Hold. Any like, big run play. That Deshaun Jackson uh, punt return that was called back that would have pr- probably won them the fucking game against Pittsburgh <laughs> was – so, and I sure. get like I get sometimes again sometimes they caught holding off some bullshit. Granted, you can't like put some dude in an arm or a headlock like that's you know. I almost just want to, every. I almost play. want them to find a way to determine if the penalty changed the course of the play, and then Ooh. like because I've seen flags like like plays have happened and they get called back for a flag totally on the other side of the field. Like it's like, oh, this player on the right side of the offensive line held this guy after this dude was already like past the line of scrimmage on the entire side of the offensive line. It's like, yeah. yeah, I get it, and like a penalty is a penalty, but I, I want, I want to see the game. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see like minus it's, ten it's very yards, choppy. minus it's ticky tack, it's choppy, like it's annoying, it's annoying, like on that Deshaun Jackson thing. It's like okay, like yeah, he held that guy, but like. Would he have caught him? Like I, I just, I don't know. And like that, that I was, I watched that play before I got on my flight, and I was electrified by that punt return. And then to see it come back, it's like, what the fuck? Dude? It's so deflating. It like so I don't deflating. even know. It's just like, what the fuck am I? Like, 
And I, 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 Deshaun Jackson was pissed, and I resonated with that. If I ran 80 yards at the top of my flexing speed, have that call back for a random hold, like, before I even really also, put in like, that work, like, ugh. The Steelers got penalized, I feel like, almost every play of one drive. Like, there was a time where it was constant, just constant flags. And they, I think, are they one of the most penalized teams in the NFL? I it's think just, someone it's was just saying ridiculous. that. Yeah, they are. And, like, they were saying it's a sign of Mike Tomlin's really lost his locker room or whatever. Yes, they were. The announcers were saying that, which is, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They said, yeah, the announcers were saying how he's a player coach and how it may have went a little too far. But that was also Jason Witten. I don't listen to anything he has to say, so. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit that's fine well my uh, loser of the week is Bill Belichick <laughs> um, because as the head coach and the GM you are responsible for that hot ass garbage that you put out in the field these last few weeks you're supposed to be this defensive genius I have not seen any of that through on the defense we've been getting just dominated defensively you have I, I think the entire NFL is really moving to like fast linebackers who can run sideline to sideline who can yeah dropping coverage and that is not who we have we have a bunch of like big slow dudes who can't even seem to stop the run like I don't know if Dante Hightower put a bunch of weight but he seems sluggish this season so far I just I'm not seeing the speed that is helping us keep up with where the rest of the game is going. Yeah. And then when I look on the offensive side of the ball, I look at who you let go. You let Deion Lewis go, one of our biggest playmakers. You let Brandon Cooks go, who's making plays all over the fucking field in L.A. You cut Mike Gillisley, who was not great, to be quite honest. He didn't cut it in New Orleans either, but we have no fuck Like, our running back corps are depleted, and I just... I just think that there's a certain extent to which a lot of people in New England are like, oh, and Bill, we trust, and Bill can do no wrong, and blah, 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 and like, we see shit shit happen on the field, and we're like, you know, what's going on with the defense? What's going on with the offense? Looking at the players, looking at the coordinators, and it's like, you guys realize that our head coach is also our GM, and like, the reason why we are our offense sucks this year is because a lot of our biggest playmakers from the last two seasons are now gone, because he Mm -hmm. let them go. (laughs) So I just... At some point, I think the buck has to stop with not only the head coach, but the general manager, him. And I think that these last two weeks, which has been the worst showing in a two-game stretch for him in 16 years, I think should really be an ego check, especially when you have your star players out there being like, yeah, fuck you, dude. You want to trade me? Is he able- Tom Brady's my fucking quarterback. Like, this is my... But is he able to have his ego checked? Like, that's the that's the thing. Um, I think he... I think that's what he's been struggling with this since, really, this last year. I think that whole power struggle with Brady was about his ego. I think this whole um, thing about benching Malcolm Butler not telling anybody what's about his ego. ego. Granted... Malcolm Butler apparently has just, uh, I think, 538 did a piece about how he's been the worst cornerback in the league this entire season, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But I think he still, like, felt like he didn't need to answer for that decision, which was very strange. Um, I think that you – we could have afforded – we could have afforded Deion Lewis. 
I don't think that the Titans gave him some kind of massive fucking contract. I don't know the details, but I'm sure he wasn't paid super top dollar. We could have kept him. I think he's shown enough of a spark for us over these last couple of years to be worth it. Yeah. And now we look at what's going on without him and this dude you drafted in the first round can't even get shit when he's getting when I think what was it? He's on the field thirty six snaps and got the ball twenty eight times. Like you're giving him some opportunities and he's doing nothing with it. Like I just I'm not so you, being, you're, you're blaming Belichick for all of it. I'm not blaming Belichick for all of it. I'm not someone has to be responsible. I think, yes, he, I think there's a lot of blame to be passed around. Is the loser. The reason why I'm calling Bill Belichick my loser is because he's the only one who I feel like is not being questioned publicly in all of this. I've seen articles in commentary about how is this Brady falling off the cliff? Is yeah, Rob Gronkowski slow? Can you not do yeah. this? Is Chris Hogan this? What's going on? Is the but is, you feel you know, like it's about it's like you gotta own this shit, bro. I don't know how yeah. somehow everyone you've got everyone around your finger where they think you can do no wrong, but like part of this is on you too. And so I'm making him my lose of the week because nobody else will, and that's it. <laughs> All right, that's it for this. That's week. it for this week. Good night. Folks. I'll be yes. Good night.